Wolfpack fans, it's me again, Kenton Gears, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, folks, today I'm going to be recapping the NC State-UConn game, and then we'll be diving into um, a little bit of what I'll say is a, a look back at some things that have happened with Devin Leary this year and kind of explain my thought process into, you know, how I believe that he's he's performed and why I think that there is there is both room for skepticism and room for a lot of optimism. There's room for a lot of both as far as what we've seen out of Devin Leary this year. But before we talk about that, we've got to talk about the 41-10 victory against UConn. So stick with me as we talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, let's make no bones about this, right? This UConn team, very unserious outfit. Like, this is, that was not a a team that was going to come in and and I expected to give any problems. That's why I didn't give Kenny Skis anything like that because I knew that this was going to be Wolfpack dominating early and often. However, I still must give credit where credit is due because this team went into halftime, I believe, with a 31 to nothing lead. A 31 to nothing lead. Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. A 31 to three lead because Devin Leary threw an interception right before halftime. That was a, a real rough interception, but I digress. It was a 31 to three lead going into the half. And so when I'm, when I'm looking at what this team is or what this, what this game was rather, in terms of UConn and NC State, I, I think that it's it's fairly clear, right? The numbers bore out what the scoreboard says, and, and I don't think that the scoreboard exactly had this game being um, as as distant of a gap as it really was because when you break down and get into uh, what this game looked like in terms of – when you get into what this game looked like in terms of actually watching, it just – it looked like a varsity in, in JV affair – I mean, you know, the first play of the game, literally the first play of the game, there's a, a big jump ball thrown up to uh, Thayer Thomas where he mosses the DB, cuts back against the safety, and, and goes, ahead, goes ahead and scores a 75-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. Like that set the tone for exactly how this game was going to go and, and how there was not going to be too much to talk about. There was not going to be a ton to write home about uh, in terms of in terms of what we were going to be seeing on the day, and so there are some again there are good things to take away from this game, and some things that had me scratching my head uh, going away. So obviously, the first good thing: not playing down to your opponent. That has historically been a thorn in NC State's hill. That has historically been a problem. That even when we play the most mid of mid teams. We just find a way to keep it close, find a way to let them linger around for a quarter or two or whatever the case may be from the opening snap here, from the opening snap, the agenda was set, the table was set and it was go time. It was, 
things are getting done. Things are this is gonna this ain't gonna go well for you Huskies. That's just what it was from the opening snap forward. You know what I mean? And I I'm really excited about that. That is one thing that makes me really excited. Another thing that makes me really excited, Porter Rooks scores his first ever career, his first ever, his first ever touchdown in this game. That's a big deal. Seeing Porter Rooks uh, be able to get on the board and, and do positive things for the pack, that is a really, really big deal. And seeing all the guys who were able to touch the ball and catch passes from Devin Leary and all that, I believe it was like nine or ten guys who caught passes from Devin Leary, that's exciting. That is a lot of what made NC State what they were as far as the passing game last year. That's part of it. Having the ability to spread the ball out, to say – we don't need to force the ball to good players. We have the ability to find mismatches, to generate people being open all over the field. That is what that ability to say, you never know who's going to get it. You never know. We're going to find a mismatch and we're going to make you pay. That is what is, I think that's when Devin Leary is at his best. When this team is finding ways to to generate match, mismatches, and he can exploit those mismatches easily. So that's a, another really good thing that I saw out of this game. And one thing that I saw that, like, this was something that was extremely exciting to me that we didn't get a ton of, but I think I, I think there's a very good reason for that. Uh, Demi Sumo averaged about 12 yards a carry. Like, that's, that's – is and granted, and granted, one of those carries was uh, 20 yards, but – even still, if you take that away, you've got three carries for 29 yards on the rest. That's, you know what I mean? He's, he's a very, very hard man to bring down. He's a very tough man to bring down. And I'm I'm enjoying watching him run the ball the way that he has. And that's actually a reason why um, a lot of people are talking about the weather and, and potentially Hurricane Ian impacting the game. And, and I'm... I may be in a minority here, but there's there's a take to be had there that I'm going to drop later this week. But there's a take to be had there. But, nah, just, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it quiet for now. I'm going to keep it quiet for now. But anyway, uh, the reality is those are there were lots of good things. There were lots and lots and lots of good things. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the sandwich method. I'm going to end it with some good stuff. But I'm, I'm going to talk about some of the things that concern me a little bit right now. Why were we running a fake kick in the second half up like nearly 30 points. What are we doing? What I'm not even some people were concerned about why would you put that on tape going into the game against Clemson? I'm not concerned about putting it on tape so much as why would you risk Chris Dunn getting hurt? Which actually happened. He actually did not come back in the game after that, which was like, what are we doing here? Devin Leary throwing the ball super late, getting sacked. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I understand that there like may be some feelings of like we got to get some get back for our women's basketball team or whatever. We've seen it before, right? We we saw it with Digger Phelps and the uh the Catholics versus convicts thing or you know the 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 whole Miami Notre Dame deal. We've seen it before where teams are like I'm going to run up the score because this other team wasn't done right on this group. We've seen it. We've seen it, sure. But the reality is it's there are if you have a, a bigger goal, something more important to aim to, now's not the time. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're not as good 
and you still got to play UConn again, and you don't have the situation where you're like, oh boy, uh, we we got everything in front of us. The whole world is our oyster. Then go ahead and you know try to run up the score or whatever, run all your fakes and whatnot when you're up thirty. I mean, sure, whatever. If UConn's gonna be one of your only four or five wins that year, go for it. But when you're looking at a season like this, where the stakes are a little bit higher, mm, watch out. And I already talked about this earlier, but the interception that Devin Leary threw uh, to the to the defense right before halftime, it it was like it was rough. Like the announcers were like, "Oh, it it looked like the the UConn defender was his intended receiver," because that's really like it's 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 really. And here's the thing: if you're watching the box score, and you're you're talking about how Devin Leary has performed this year, okay? If you're just watching the box score and saying, "Well, what are the touchdowns, interceptions, yardage? What does all that look like?" By those metrics, Devin Leary's performing fine. He's, he's performing good enough. But when you look at, when you actually watch the games and see what's going on, you can see that there's there's something going on there. There's there's a little bit of a problem going on there that's, uh, I, uh, I want to get it figured out. I want this to be figured out and worked out. Like it's it's so important to have this figured out but again, I, there's there's cause for optimism here. There's cause for optimism here, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But even with some of the struggles that he's had so far this season, I think Devin Leary can get the job done when we need him to. I, I have no doubt about that. I I think he can get the job done when we need him to. And speaking of jobs, let me talk to you all about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the number one place to go in terms of all your hiring needs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So please understand that they've got simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's also why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. To post your job for free, terms and conditions do apply. So I, I want to talk about Devin Leary for just a second here because I've been very critical of Devin Leary so far. I've, I've probably been one of the hard, harshest or hardest critics of him so far this year. But but I, I want to talk about both sides of that coin. Okay, on the first side of that coin, the again, the stats aren't exactly telling what's going on in terms of there, he's thrown a more interceptable balls than have been intercepted, number one. Number two, the timing, and not just interceptable balls, the ability, the inability to convert big plays that would result in touchdowns, the inability to, to um, kind of take advantage of when the receivers are, or have, have mismatch advantages or are getting to their spot, or they're, 
they're working their situation, they're working their routes in ways that whatever the route is designed to do, they have done that on the route. And for whatever reason, we just kind of, we miss it. We're just off just that little bit. That's just that little, those couple of, that one yard too far inside, that, that, you know, six inches, maybe nine inches, the ball is too far behind. Like that's, that's the stuff that's like, we got to get this together. But, but, and hear me out. This is where I say that there is cause for optimism here. Okay. This is not, I don't want to talk about the rest of the ACC. I want to talk about this NC State team. This NC State team. Major ways. In major, major ways. When you look at what's going on in terms of our running game with Demi Sumo, when you look at our outside corners and how they're playing, when you look at uh, the defensive line also taking a, a step forward off a group that was very good last year, there is room to potentially say we don't have to win a ton of games because of Devin. We can just win those games with Devin. But there are going to be some moments. There are going to be some ball games where if this team wants to achieve what the goals were set out for in the beginning of the season, they're going to have to win because of him. Y'all know my rule or y'all know my categories as it goes for quarterbacks. You win because of them. That means that they're the star of the show and they're leading this thing. And if it weren't for them or, or maybe if you had a different quarterback, things may go differently, but they're there. So you win. Quarterbacks you win with, guys that are like, hey, don't screw this up. We'll be all right. We'll be okay. You know, we'll 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 be just fine. Trust me. And then there are the quarterbacks that you got to drag kicking and screaming to a win, right? Like, they, 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 despite their best efforts to sell the game, they try to sell the game on credit and the cash-only establishment, you found a way to win. I think Devin Leary can get away with being a quarterback that we win with for a lot of games. However, there will have to be some games that we win because of him. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, if every, if what everyone is saying about Hurricane Ian and, and by everyone, I mean meteorologists and, you know, the experts who actually do weather. I mean, I don't, I don't want to talk about, you know, what, what individuals think of whatever hurricane and how far it's going. That ain't your expertise. I'm sorry. But anyway, if what the meteorologists are, are saying is right, and there will be, you know, extreme wind gust potential, uh, you know, torrential downpours, whatever the case may be. Honestly and truly, in that type of game, ch- the chances that you win because of your quarterback in that type of game, they're very slim. They're very slim. And it's not just about the quarterback's ability or inab- inability to run the ball. The ability of a receiver to make cuts the ability of uh, receivers to catch the ball in that type of environment where the the advantage that the offense has over defenses is offenses know where they're going already. A defense is in a state of reaction, trying to figure out what the offense is doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If an offense cannot move with precision, if offensive players, if receivers, tight ends, et cetera, cannot move with precision in and out of their breaks, in and out of their routes, then what happens, what you get as a result of that is you see teams 
or you see defenses look very, very good. That's why most of the really bad weather games, most of the really bad weather games, they're not very high scoring. Why are they not very high scoring? Because, again, defenses are in a state of reaction, and they're reacting to something that's going slower, a lot slower than what they're normally reacting to. And you can say, well, doesn't the defense have to uh, move a little slower due to their reaction? And my answer to that would be not really. Not really. The the fact of the matter is, if I am watching your hips and following my technique or whatever the case may be, and like your cut is like done at three-quarter speed of what you normally would because the, the ground that you're running on is so saturated with water that if you try to cut in the way that you normally do, your foot could give out from under you. So you got to kind of adjust the way in which you move. Um, I'm in a great position. So with that being said, again, this game against Clemson, top 10 matchup. College game, they're going to be there. All the things, all the bells and whistles, all the bells and whistles. If what everybody's saying about the hurricane is true and holds, this could be a game that comes down to who can run the ball better, who can take care of the ball better, who has the better special teams to win the field position battle. That's what this game could come down to. And if that's the case, um, <clears throat> I'm, we're, we're not going to get there yet. There's, there's tons of stuff to be said down the road. But again, Devin Leary has struggled with the timing a little bit. And the excitement about that, the excitement about that, because, of course, there's always the, the worry of what if this he just never gets it on track? What if the lights are too bright, the pressure's too much, and he just doesn't get on track? Yes, there's that concern. But here's the excitement about that. Normally, with teams that, you know, throw deep shots and, and you know, they, they like to throw the ball around the yard a good bit, over time throughout the season, it kind of picks up. They ramp up. Things get better. They get a little – the timing gets a little better. They they get more on the same page as they see more live bullets flying, as they see more game action flying. They get better. If this team follows that progression track and Devin Leary gets back on track, regains his confidence, re just regains the ability to just play loose and just let that thing fly, that happens. That happens. I, I think that this team has a very clear path to the playoffs. I'm, I, and I know a lot of people don't want to talk about that. I know a lot of folks don't want to talk about that. I, I get it. This team, All I'm saying is, with the way that everybody else is playing, Devin Leary comes on and says, hey, hey, guys, I don't know who that was for those first few games. I'm back now. I'm back now. You're getting the best version of me now. Hey, it's going to be some Alexa play dance because the ACC is in trouble. All right. We'll be back right after this word from our message from our uh, friends and sponsors to wrap this thing up. All righty. So we're about to land this thing, Wolfpack Nation. But the fact of the matter is simple. Um, domination against UConn, 41 to 10. Again, we did a lot of things great. We we were good in so many areas. We made UConn look like the unserious team that they are. We did not play down to our opponents. Super exciting stuff. Super exciting to see us put our foot on the team's neck and not let up until that final whistle. However, there was a little bit of, of questionable play calling toward the end in terms of why we still had Devin Leary out uh, late in the third quarter into the fourth and all that good stuff. And and, you know, why we were throwing the ball so late and Devin Leary took a sack where I was just like, now, if he gotten hurt on that, 
how do you explain that? How do you explain that? We're hey, we're up uh, about twenty eight points in a game that is very clear. We're we're going to run away with. We're going to win going away here. But I had to have him in because. And then what? What's your excuse? What's your reasoning? Explain it to me like I'm a fifth grader. Explain it to me like I'm five years old. Help me out. Help me understand here. So you know, there's always that. But now it's Clemson week. Devin Leary is in a position to where we're expecting him to get it together, but this is going to be a tough task for this team overall, not just Devin. And honestly, if everything with the hurricane holds, it may not be incumbent upon Devin to go out and win us this game, but I'll talk about that more in some of our episodes that are coming up. All right. Peace and love y'all. And as always go pack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 